God bless you. You can be seated. I want to preach to you today. I think this is my fourth time to preach from this subject of uh, learning uh, to play the harp. I started out with a series of this, the steps to a victorious life, the steps that lead to a victorious life in Christ. The first one was the foundation stone. Everybody say foundation stone. And you know what that is. If you're going to have a victorious life, you've got to get rid of yesterday's baggage. You've got to get rid of it. Amen. You've got to get a clean heart and you've got to get a right spirit if you're going to start out on a victorious life. You can't always be carrying yesterday's baggage and problems and, and disappointments and letdowns that you've had by others and harm that others have done to you. You cannot carry that. You've got to get rid of it. And that's why David didn't only talk about once in a while a clean heart and a right spirit, but he said every day. Everybody say every day. Amen. You need to every day get that heart clean and get that spirit renewed within you. And then the next thing we talked about is how and making a good decision. If you're going to live a victorious life, you've got to weigh things. You've got to seek after the Lord and you've got to make a bunch of wise and good decisions to live victorious. Then the series that we've been preaching from, and perhaps this will be the last time uh, unless the Lord, I feel different later, uh, and that's learning to play the harp. And today I want to uh, go further and, and go to the other side of this today, and that's not only learning to play it, but how to interpret the harp that is being played to you. Can you hear the harp of life and discern the true meaning of what is being played to you. It is important that we ask God, God, give us the power and the gift of discernment that we would not miss what God is trying to speak to us. I believe it's out there for us. I believe the harp is ever being played. I believe the music is forever going forth. And it's just sometimes it just goes right over our head and we miss what God had in mind for us to receive. There was a perception that Peter had that the other apostles did not have. And that perception that was given to him or he received uh, caused him to be the chief apostle. And he was used of in a mighty way by God. And uh, whenever the question was asked, who are you? Uh, Peter, who am I? Jesus asked. Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Some way he was able to hear the notes and the sounds of the voice of Jesus that the others never were able to hear. It uh, some way sunk deep into his heart when he heard uh, Christ speak because it's evident that they were all following him, of course, and they were all disciples of Christ but they did not have the revelation. Amen. Uh, the Lord tells us that it was Peter that had the revelation. If, if it had been something light or insignificant, certainly uh, it would not have been pointed out uh, and he would have not been uh, spoken to as he was 
and told him, Blessed are thy, Simon, for he said, Flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. God has done something in your life. And there was a sensitivity that Peter had that the rest did not have. And that's where we want to get to. And that's what we want to ask God to help us with. That we reach and we have and we all become sensitive. Everybody say sensitive. Sensitive to the sound of the harp. You know, it's one thing to play the harp, but it's another thing to be able to hear the harp. And it's another thing to be able to interpret what the harp is saying. I want to give you a few foundation scriptures today that you may see what I'm talking about a little further here today. The Apostle Paul in Corinthians, he said, But as it is written, he said, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Then the next verse says, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Man knows man. He said, even so then the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. The spirit knows what uh, the Spirit of God is speaking and can give us that revelation. He went on further to say, now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth. It's not coming by earthly wisdom, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. He said, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. It sounds like to me that brings us all back around to what? A prayer life and walking with God. And then I want to deal today with how God uses parables to speak to us, amen, that we would seek and know and, and, and understand the ways of God and the ways that God would talk to us. Matthew 13 and 9, Jesus said, who hath ears to hear, he said simply this, let him hear. If you got an ear to hear, he said, let him hear. He's, the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? Why are you always speaking in parables? Now the disciples recognized that the parables were just confusing a bunch of religious-minded people. And, and it was a mystery to him, to the disciples. Why do you always speak in parables? Of course, a parable is the, is the way of giving a story to illustrate uh, a moral or a spiritual lesson. That is the uh, meaning of the word parable. It's a story to illustrate something else, the meaning uh, uh, of a moral or a principle or a spiritual lesson that is wanting to be uh, given to us. And here's what he did. He, he answered and said unto them, 
because this is the reason I speak in parables, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. Then he went on, for whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophet of old Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and not perceive. For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. Now, listen to his words. But, he said, blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. We'll tell you something today. If you can understand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, if you have insight into these things, you can rejoice today and say, I've got blessed eyes and I've got blessed ears because the scales, as my brother has mentioned to me so many times since he prayed through, he said, brother, the scales just fell from my eyes. Amen. What I could not see, now I see and I understand. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's all right for everybody to clap your hands and rejoice could you rejoice right now in thanksgiving unto the Lord for God's goodness in your heart that the mysteries of the kingdom of God has, has been opened up unto you that you can see and that you're able to receive the things of the Lord. We are blessed. Jesus went on farther and said, For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see. Notice what he said. He said there's many prophets. There were many prophets and there were many righteous people. They were trying to look in and see this baptism of the Holy Ghost and see these. Amen. They have not seen them. And to hear the things which ye hear, and they have not been blessed to be able to hear them. We are a blessed people of God. I know it looks so simple to us. I know it just looks, my, 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 like it to uh, everybody in the world. Uh, you know, it, it amazes me and, uh, as we witness to people. And you know the sign of the real baptism of the Holy Ghost? Do you know one of the signs? In fact, there, there's a number. There's two that comes to my mind. One sign of the baptism that you receive, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, is that you will bear the fruit of the Spirit. If you're not bearing the fruit of the Spirit, you don't have the Holy Ghost. You talk in tongues however you want to, but I'm going to tell you the sign of the Holy Ghost is you will bear the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Holy Ghost is not in you if you're full of all the hatred, envy, strife, jealousy, backbite, all those things. You've let the oil leak out of your vessel. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
Amen. Let me tell you, it's easy to live with somebody that bears the fruit of. Amen. You think it is? Amen. It would not be hard to live with somebody that is bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. That would be easy to do. And praise God. The second sign of the uh, baptism of the Holy Ghost is that you will want to witness. You'll want to be a witness because the Bible said you would have power. Everybody say power. You would have power to become a witness. Amen. And it's amazing to me when you're witnessing, witnessing to someone and you put your finger on the verse and you, you just, I mean, put it right up under their nose. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because I want to tell you, if people believe this Bible, there's nothing to do but get baptized in Jesus' name and receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Repent of your sins. And you just put it right up under their nose and they, they still cannot see it. Amen. But I want to tell you, we're, we're a blessed people today that the scales have fall, fallen from our eyes. And along, that is the initial step of salvation, of course. That's what gets the birth certificate. And there are many other revelations. There are many other revelations in this book. Amen. That's just the beginning revelation. There's a revelation of other things. There's a revelation of, uh, of giving. Now, don't nobody go into any kind of pain or heart attack, but there is. There's a revelation of, uh, uh, of all these things, the fruits of the Spirit. There's a revelation of prayer. There's a revelation of what fasting will do. There is a revelation of, you knew I'd get to it, didn't you? Holiness. Oh, yeah, it's a revelation. Not everybody can see it. Because it's the mystery of the kingdom of, of heaven. Praise God. But thank God for your eyes and your ears, amen, that have been open and your understanding that has been given to you that you're able to see today. And for that, we should rejoice and thank God. But, you know, there's not any of us here today that could not tune up our hearing more and seek after God that, God, you would speak to us your word and that you would lead us and you would work through us. I think about today the reason we need to stay close to God, only God's spirit is able to discern. What the sound of the harp is telling us, only the spirit of God. Uh, you, you can't get so smart that you're able to discern what the spirit of the Lord is saying. You cannot read this Bible enough, and it's good to read the Bible, but you cannot read it enough to truly be able to discern what the harp is telling you or the parable is speaking to you. There's no way that you can read it enough to know. I mean, it's only discerned through the Spirit of God. Listen to me today. The principles of a victorious life are locked up in the sound of the harp or the parable. They're locked up. They're, they have been locked into a safe today. They've been put away. And it's not accident. It has been done on purpose. God planned everything. Amen. And this is his laws. He took truth and he took it and he carried it over to this huge safe I'd like for you to visualize in your mind today. And in that safe, he put the parables. 
He put these glorious revelations. He put all these wonderful things, and then he slammed the door shut to it and locked them up to where people cannot see them. They are hidden from the world. And the only way that they are spiritually, uh, you can discern those is through the Spirit opens those doors to you and gives you that understanding. You must be able to hear the wisdom and the knowledge of the heart. You must be able to hear it and be able to discern it. Amen. People hear things all the time. It just if we're not careful, it just goes right over their head. They did not, they did not, were not able to absorb it. They did not carry it to the heart. It was not, their heart was not filled with it. But in order, in order today for you to be able to get wisdom and knowledge that have been locked up by God himself, amen, then that brings us to the next, and this is the big question, amen, what, what is the key then that unlocks the safe? What is the key that would unlock this giant big old safe today? and allow us to swing back that big heavy door and walk inside and be able to see things and see treasures that other people just absolutely cannot see and they do not have an understanding about it. What does it take, amen, to get in the door? And it's all the key is in one word. Everybody say one word. The key to get in the safe is just one word. And that word is seek. And everybody say seek. The reason, it, it's not God has respect to persons. It's not that the other 11 disciples could not have understand the mystery of the kingdom of God and had the revelation on who Jesus was. It was that there was something in the heart of Peter that was seeking after him more than what they were seeking after of course, we know what one was seeking after. He had his eyes on material things. He had his eyes on the treasure, which led him to the disappointment and committing suicide and the one that would betray Jesus. We know what he was seeking, and they were all seeking something, but they weren't all seeking what Peter was seeking because in Peter's seeking, he got the revelation he was the first one to get the revelation. And the hand of God was upon Peter and God used him. The key word today to get into the safe, if you want to get in the safe, if you want to find real eternal life and you want to find real help, amen, help is in the safe. And to get in the safe, you've just got to seek. Now that brings us back again to the reason we have these good prayer meetings because it's in prayer all at once. I had a revelation this week. Some scales fell from my eyes this week. Hey Amen. I thank the Lord for it. I told it Wednesday night. If you'd forgive me, I, I'm going to tell you again today. Repeat it. I was sitting on the platform Amen. Of the church there in Mendon, Louisiana, waiting to my time to 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 preach and while I was sitting there I was looking at that building and I was thinking how that it was it had been built in about the 60s and I thought about number 152nd place and what a wonderful building 
that the Lord gave us after a horrible fire that destroyed the building at uh, Second and Buckeye, and uh, look, it looked as if the church had been destroyed. Well, it had been, but it looked almost like the people could have been destroyed. And, uh, and it was just, it was a sad time. It was a terrible time in the history of this church. One thing, just before that had happened, just a few months before, my daddy had fell and uh, paralyzed uh, to a stroke, and he was no longer able. From that day forward, he never really took a step on his own. Somebody had to lead him. Somebody had to wheel him around in a wheelchair, and somebody had to hold on to him while he swung that dead leg and dead arm around to make his way around. And then after that, of course, as I've said, the fire came and destroyed the building. And, but you know what? God never stops. You ought to get the story and read it again, how that the Lord worked. And over a number of years before that, my mother had been praying, praying in the Holy Ghost and speaking the word McConnell, McConnell. I see McConnell. And then uh, after the church had burned and someone brought up that name, I believe it was Rubel to them, then uh, she said, well, I've been, I've been saying that name a long time. And God used that man to build a, a tremendous, beautiful building, beautiful church. Amen. And it, you know, it, it was just a, it was unbelievable. And, and while, I was, while I was sitting there on the platform and thinking about all of that, I heard a voice speak to me and said, what did you have to do with that? What did you have to do with that? And I said, I didn't have nothing to do with that. I remember uh, Dad turned it over basically to Reed McConnell and said, build us a building and, and here's the money. And, and Reed McConnell got an architect by the name of McCain and McCain drew up the plan and, and then he drew a, a painted really an uh, artist rendering of what that building would look like on the outside. He had the cross uh, behind the building that stood some 85 feet tall, a big deck that walked around. It was, it was a beautiful place. And it was, you know, it was just a good, good time in my spirit because God was speaking to me and he's letting scales fall from my eyes. And, and what did you have to do that? I didn't have, Lord, I didn't have nothing to do with that. And, and, and I knew what the Lord was telling me then. Well, really, you hadn't had nothing to do with these other two buildings either. When I get up off my throne and I decide to do something, let me tell you, I don't need you and I don't need anybody else. Now, I know most people wouldn't tell that story and they wouldn't confess that to people, but amen. It don't really matter to me. Uh, you know, I'm not here to try to impress anybody. I'm here to be truthful. And I'm here to tell you, tell you and remind you again, God's done it all. Amen. He's a good God. Amen. See, I won't never forget that day. And I'm glad I didn't miss the harp. I'm glad I heard it. Amen. Because it, it's going to bless me for many, many years and remind me over and over. And let me tell you the goodness that it's happened in your life. You better back off and say, God, I give you all the glory.
Yes, amen. Thank Hallelujah. He does use vessels. Hallelujah. We know that. But thank the Lord that we're only a vessel making ourselves available that God works through. Hallelujah. So the key to getting in the door is that you must seek. If you will seek, you'll be able to see and you'll be able to receive. And you'll hear what the parable of life is saying. And if you will allow the parable, it will change your direction and it will change your opinion. It will touch you so deep if you're able to hear what others let get by them. Amen. But the key word is seek. Everybody say seek. Amen. Would you say it with me again? Amen. Seek and God will bring it your way. You know, all God has to do is just tilt it a little bit in our direction and we're marvelously blessed. Or he can tilt it the other way and I'm telling you, it's misfortune. So we're at his mercy and we're at his help. There were two parables that were spoken to David that were given to him and, uh, and that God used to redirect his life. The first one you're quite familiar with, and it's the one where uh, David had actually sinned and, and God sent to him uh, the prophet Nathan, and he came to him, and he gave him a parable, and he said that in one city there was a rich man and there was a poor man. He said that rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing save one ewe lamb, which he had brought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat and drink of his own cup and lay in his, his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. Notice how the parable describes this lamb to David. And, of course, when you talk about uh, a lamb, uh, you know, God knew what would get David's attention. I mean, that's where he started out. He started out with a flock. He started out tending sheep. So that was something he could quickly relate to. And, he, and then he tells him about, and he, he no doubt remembers the time whenever he was hungry and uh, had nothing. And he, it, it stirred his spirit to hear this story. Here, here's a rich man exceeding many flocks and herds. And then there was a poor man that had nothing but just this little lamb, what he had brought, what he had nourished up, it grew up together with him. They must have got to, of course, what it was the parallel to this, of course, was this poor man. It was his wife. It was Uriah. He said they grew up together. They must have gotten married early on and grew up, Bible said, with his children. Did eat at his own table, drank out of his own cup, my, my. And all the time, David's thinking about uh, a little lamb that somebody has has loved and treasured so much and, and that he'd allow, allow him to drink right out of his cup, lay right in his bosom. He said it was like a daughter to him. And then he, he said there was a traveler that came to this rich man's house and he spared to take of his own flock and to take out of his own herd, but he dressed this little lamb this little one little treasure this man had 
for this wayfaring man. Wasn't no great king, wasn't a great guest or anything, just a wayfaring man, a man passing by. He came and he took from the poor man this lamb and dressed it for him. And brother, when David heard this story and heard this parable, he went into gear and, and rage went through his spirit. The Bible said he was anger, was greatly kindled against the man. He said to Nathan, uh, the Lord liveth that this man has done this thing, shall surely die. And he said he's going to restore this lamb fourfold because he has done this thing, because he had no pity. He's fixing to really have to pay for it. And then that's when the interpretation of the parable comes. And he says, well, David, you are the man, and you're the man that took uh, Bathsheba, Uriah's wife, and you've done this awful thing. Isn't it amazing how that is so difficult for us to see ourselves? Amen. And I'm going to ask you now to be honest with me. Have you ever been hearing a story about something or somebody bad that happened and then uh, get feel that hot rush come over you and then realize, you know what? I've been guilty of almost the same thing. You know, well... Most of you never had that experience. Amen. Uh, I'm trying to help you tune up your heart because I imagine the message has come to you before and you just let it go right over your head. Amen. Hallelujah. And let God uh, speak a message. You know, th this is my, my belief today that I want to leave with you today. I believe the messages are coming. I, I really do. I just, I don't believe God is leaving us just drifting around. I believe he, he's allowing the heart to be played. I don't believe people stumble off into things by accident without warning. I believe they come. But because they were not seekers and they were not fervent seekers of God, then, then they didn't, they weren't able to get into the vault. They weren't able to go into the safe and understand the mystery of their life and what was speaking to them. Why did the events turn that way? Why did they take a turn back that way? Why did this happen and why did that person do that? Well, most people just stop like a child and they just get mad at the person and they just hate their guts and they just want to get even with them. And that, But they never rise to the point that says, this is a parable and a mystery in my life. Why has this happened? And seek for the true wisdom and the true knowledge that could come out of that, that would give us a stepping stone that we may grow and we may be what God would have us to be. Look how David had missed this. He had totally missed this. I mean, David, you're getting mad because somebody has stole a little lamb. It doesn't have a soul. It can be replaced. You're getting upset. But look what you've done. You have stowed a man's wife. Not only did you steal his wife, you, you committed murder. You had the man killed that was a loyal soldier. How do you replace people like that? You're so upset about a lamb. And look what you have done yourself. But you, 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 you cannot see it. But the parable brought him inside the vault, the parable brought him inside the mystery of this that was in his life. Now, 
he's able to see. Well, you know what? It was a big deal. It didn't seem like a big deal to me. And that's what gets all of us in trouble. We do not feel, we say things, we do things, and we feel like, well, that ain't no big deal. They ought to just get over it. But you don't know the weight, and you don't know what you have done. It's easy, and we ought to pray it and seek God every day. God, let me be careful. And the further you go in life and the more success you have in life, let me tell you what, if you're not careful, it will be easy to step on somebody and it will be easy to take advantage of somebody. And we are to pray and search our life and ask God, Lord, let us see and let us be careful and cautious. Talk to us, God. Talk to us, God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Church, I need you right now that Holy Ghost would help me to know. Come on. Amen. Let's talk to the Lord together. Lord, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, I believe you today, Lord. In Jesus' name, Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't you join hands with somebody? Hallelujah. Help me pray together. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, bless your name, Lord. We worship you today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for your mercy and goodness, Lord. Your help today, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In Jesus' name, I believe you today, God. I believe you today. Speak to us in this house today, Lord. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Help us, Lord, that we do not miss what you have for us. Amen. Help us, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, why don't we seek him right now? In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, don't let us miss your voice. Don't let us miss the leading of your spirit, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, bless your name, bless your name, bless your name, bless your name. Thank you for your goodness and mercy to us. Thank you for your help in our life today, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Would you stand? No one move. Amen. Just stand to your feet, please. Hallelujah. Let's wait on the Lord just a minute together again in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Join with a prayer warrior again, and let's just pray here. God, help us. Help us not to miss, Lord, what you would tell us. Oh, yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. 
Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. I wonder who in this house wants to be a seeker of God. I wonder who it is today. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me say this to you today. It was a revelation or made alive, maybe I should say, into my heart that to every problem there is a key to every locked door there is a key and you just got to seek until you find the key that unlocks the door amen you know too many times we suffer and we just pass it by whenever we should say this is not the way life was meant to be it shouldn't be happening like this for me. That's when the seeker starts. And you start saying, well, what is it? That's, you know, that's when you're fine-tuning your heart. That's when you're fine-tuning your heart. Isn't it amazing how God works on us? He always lets the apples grow just a little out of our reach. The things we need is just always a little bit out of our reach. Isn't that amazing? Where we have to reach and we have to stretch and we have to put forth effort. Amen. I want to tell you, God wants us to grow in him and fine-tune our spirit fine-tune our hearts where he can work through us and he can be glorified and his name would be exalted. I thank the Lord for the day in my life whenever I started in and I'm still by the grace of God. I hadn't arrived but I'm still a seeker. That's the reason There'll be a whole lot of things on my plate to do tomorrow, but by God's help and grace, he's going to be number one on the plate. And I'm going to pray. Well, hallelujah. That's right. I'm going to pray by the help of the Lord tomorrow. If things get out of control in my life when I start my morning and there's urgent things, Amen. That will not stop me. But because that before that day is over, I will pray. Amen. Hallelujah. And if if it's not dire emergency, it's not going to get out of control. Where I'll give him the first fruit and the best. But back a number of years ago, you know, I don't like I don't like an elevator life. I don't like one day being on top spiritually, first of all. Second, financially. I don't like that. I don't like that one day on top. Next day I'm on bottom. Next day I'm on top. And it just, I said, this is not the way life is supposed to work for me. I'm a child of the king. I'm victorious in God. The devil's a liar. I'm, I'm messing up my own world some way. I have never got this heart tuned right. I'm not hearing the right sounds. I'm not getting the messages. 
because God is no respect of persons. And, and people are not judging you by how you look. They're not judging you by your necessarily by. But they are judging you by the sound of your heart and basically what's coming out of your mouth. They are judging you by that. And I said, it's not supposed to be like this. Amen. See, when people accept defeat, you can never grow. If you're willing to sit down and say, well, just lock it up, forget it, I can't. No. I can't be defeated. Don't we sing it around here? By the help of the Lord, I will not be defeated by the help of the Lord. I'm not going to be defeated by the help of the Lord. Some way, somehow, I'm going to find that key. I said it back a few Sundays ago, and let me say it again today. You know what we need? We need Pentecostal termites that says, if you can't go around that way, you'll go back around that way. They're just, I'm not going to be defeated by the help of the Lord. I'm going to seek. I'm going to seek. I'm going to seek until I get free from these drugs. I'm going to seek. I, I will never stop until I get victory over this cigarette. I will never stop until I get the taste of alcohol out of my mouth. I will never stop until I... Quit getting fired off my job, making people angry. I will never stop until I find out why this keeps repeating itself in my life. I will grow. I will, I will stretch. I will move up. I'll be what God wants me to be. Well, in Jesus' name, speak to us right now. You know what I'm looking for today? Way up there in that mess thing. All across this building today, I'm looking, God's looking for some what? Everybody say it. Up in the mess name, would y'all say it? Amen. Don't get weary. Don't get tired. Just be a seeker. The message is going to come. The parable will come. It always comes to people that are seeking it comes to the whole world, but they cannot receive the mysteries of the things of God because it's spiritually discerned. But the seekers always get it. Come on. Amen. I'm looking for some seekers today. Why don't you walk right down to this front right now and say, here I come, Lord. Amen. I've come to seek after you. I want to do your will. I want to be in what you want me to be. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you talk to God as you walk this way? In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And walk with God. Sing it, yes, Lord. And the Lord will draw near thee. Humble thyself, his presence.
right now and say, Lord, I'm going to be a seeker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to get the message, God. I want to hear your words. In the name of Jesus Christ, now let's lift up our voices together. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and all of your help, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Order our steps, Lord. Direct our steps, God. Help us, God. Not to miss the obvious, Lord. Let the scales fall from our eyes, God. That we would see not others, but see ourselves. I pray, God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Shake candles, somebody. Hallelujah. Humble thyself. His prayer. 